Greek Easter Breads. Καλό Πάσχα και καλή Ανάσταση. Τζουρέκια Λαχταριστά. Hello, friends. Are you ready? What's for dinner? <laughs> I'm hungry. Yum, 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 yum. Let's go, everybody. Yay! Yay! Oh, gosh. Am I on? Yeah. Camera, lights, action. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Zoe's Blind Kitchen Corner. As always, you know my uh, little speech at the beginning. If you need to reach me, zoysblindkitchencorner at gmail.com. You can find that email address in the description box. Uh, Whose blind life is it anyway at gmail.com. The reason for that email is that my episodes are aired on Victor Gouveia's channel, Whose Blind Life Is It Anyway? Also, he has a Whose Blind Life Is It Anyway Facebook page. You can like and share and follow there. You can follow and like and share, of course, at on Twitter, at Blind Who's. We're on podcasts everywhere. And whatever you need, we're there. There are many, many ways to reach us, many, many places to see us. Like and share this video, and we would definitely ap appreciate the support by giving us a subscription. Um, that's it. That's it for the speech today. Okay. Very time-consuming recipe. Very traditional recipe. Very Greek recipe. So, Easter's coming up. We don't call it Easter. We call it Pascha. Uh, some non-speaking Greeks who are Orthodox call it Pascha. Um, Pascha is our biggest celebration. It's the Feast of Feasts, Festival of Festivals. It's the biggest day in Christianity. It's when uh, our Lord and God and Savior Jesus Christ rises from the dead. For our sakes, to save us, to save uh, anybody who wants to be saved. Anyhow, there's many traditions around Easter. One of the most traditional is Tzurekia. Tzurekia is a, they're sweet breads. They're not extremely sweet, uh, but you can definitely taste the sugar. Tzurekia are fantastic. You can slice them up and have them plain. You can have them with cheese. You can have them with jam. You can have them warmed up with butter, toasted. Zureki can be eaten so many ways. Um, to be honest with you, I don't think I know a Greek person who doesn't buy or make their own. Uh, there's something we give each other on Easter. So a lot of women will make them. They'll make 10 loaves and whatever, X amount of loaves, and they'll give to their godchildren, their parents, their sisters, their friends, their neighbors. We swap on Easter, Tzurekia, Kulurakia, which is Easter cookies, and our red painted eggs. These breads, you can make them 
give them away, eat some, or you can freeze them. And when you want to have one, you take it out of the fridge and defrost it overnight. Uh, take it out of the freezer and defrost it overnight in the fridge. Also, you can just leave it on your counter. Um, nothing will happen. But as soon as it defrosts, you should put it in the fridge. Because this does have eggs and milk and so on and so forth. Um, so it's about two weeks before Easter and I'm making these and I will be freezing them. And the day before Easter Sunday, the great Holy Saturday, I'm going to take one out and I'm going to leave it in the fridge until the next day. The next day we will slice it up and have it for breakfast and so on and so forth. Zurekia, there's hundreds and hundreds of recipes. There's modern recipes with chocolate in it. There's, um, uh, very small doses where you can make one or two loaves and you can use a stand mixer to uh, knead the dough. I'm following my mom's recipe, which is traditional, very time consuming, very tiring. And it's something that at least as long as my arms and my legs can handle it, I'm going to keep doing it until I, can no I can't handle it anymore. So... It is now 10 o'clock in the evening. And I'm starting this recipe, yes, at 10 o'clock in the evening. You're going to see why. So let's get to our ingredients. Now, my ingredients are a little bit spread out. And again, you'll understand as we go uh, ahead with the rest of them. In my stand mixer, I think I had other things to say about Zurekia, but I, I don't remember now. Anyhow, it might come to me. In my stand mixer, I have 200... Uh, Hi, 454 grams of butter, unsalted butter. That's a whole block. That's what they come in. They come in 454 grams. I've chopped it up and it's been sitting in my stand mixer from, I don't know, noon or something. So you want it to be softened up. We have, um, here we have 10 eggs. We have rind of one orange. We have one heaping teaspoon of sugar. We have another bowl of sugar that has 715 grams of sugar. I have here 705 grams of milk. I have 100 grams of fresh yeast. I have in my container of my bullet, I have another uh, two, two, three heaping teaspoons of sugar. I'm also going to use three heaping teaspoons of flour. Okay. Now here, is it this way? No, the other way. This way? Yeah. This is a package, very small package. And all it says on it is mastic. M-A-S-T-I-K, I think, right? Well, it's in Greek, mastika, hue. Oh, they usually have it in English, too. They don't have it on this one? No. Okay, well, actually, this one I probably got from Greece. That's why. Anyways, if you get it here, it may be in Greek. It may say mastic in English. It's gumdrops. I think they're clear in color. I'm not sure. They're very hard. This is a very special, special product. It doesn't grow anywhere in the world. 
except on the island of Chios, which is an island in Greece, which is exclusive to these gum trees. And these gum trees, it's it's a very, very... It's mm, the word I'm looking for. Anyways, there's a big... See, I, I, I'm a little tired now and I can't remember my words. There, it's a... Um, Diadicasia. I'm trying to remember how to say Diadicasia in English. It's a big... <laughs> it's a big deal. <laughs> there's a lot to do to get it off the gum trees and, and, and the way they do it. This is natural gum. Process. Yeah, it's it's a big process. It's a big process on the island, okay? Now, these, they've been proven scientifically that they're very good for your health. They're very good for your stomach. Obviously, anything given to us by God, created by God, I mean, in his wisdom, he knows best. And sometimes people actually take these little hard pieces of gumdrops, let's call them gumdrops, and they chew on them. And they just chew and chew and chew and chew and chew because it's really good for your stomach. Eventually, you end up swallowing it. Um, as far as I know, in New York, I don't know if it's still around, but a, a woman from Greece had opened up a cosmetic and health shop that she uses the gumdrops to actually make cosmetics and um, medicine, natural medicine for the for the body. Anyways, if you go to a Greek bakery, there is no way that they're not going to have this. Greek bakeries sell tureka, but they also sell all the products to make them. Okay, so we need to get started. We can't talk a lot because we need to get started. We have a lot to do. Oh, um, so I'm going to start with the yeast, but before I do, I want to show you. I don't know if you've ever used fresh yeast. Is this a clear uh, sakulaki? Mm -hmm. Okay. <coughs> so <clears throat> fresh yeast, you can go to any bakery, not a Greek bakery, any bakery. And if you ask them for fresh yeast, they will give you a block um, in a in a plastic bag. Okay? Now... The Greek bakeries have them cut up in 200 gram, around 200, 250 gram. It's a block, but it crumbles really easily. This is fresh yeast. Let's say you get a block of 200 grams. Now we're going to use 100 grams today. What am I going to do with the rest of it? Well, I can portion it out. So for example, let's say I use 50 grams to make bread. I can portion it out and put it in freezer bags and freeze it. And you can use it out of the freezer. Um, but this is probably good for about two weeks in your fridge. This has to be refrigerated. So I'm just going to put this in the fridge because I just wanted to show it to you guys. <coughs> okay. So we also need <clears throat> a glass of water. Now I'm just using a regular... I don't know if this is a juice glass, a water glass. Anyways, just a glass of water. Yeah, I think it's about your your uh, seven ounces, eight ounces. Okay. Don't worry so much about this. A regular glass of water. I'm going to put it in the microwave for approximately 
30 seconds. <gasps> Whoops. I just spilled a little. That's okay. Oh, doesn't work. It erased. Let me wipe up the water. I wonder if I spilled too much. Anyways, we'll see. I wouldn't worry about it. Okay. While that's warming up, I'm going to uncover the yeast. I have it in a huge bowl. Okay. And fresh yeast. So the block, I have crumbled it. So kind of like how we crumble feta cheese. You just, between your fingers, you just crumble it. Okay. And, <coughs> pardon me. I'm going to test the water and see if it's the temperature I want. Feels fine to me, but I'm just going to confirm with the thermometer. Yeah, it's fine. So 30 seconds in the microwave, it's 102 degrees Fahrenheit. That's fine. Anywhere between uh, um, 1 and 110. So remember I have room. I have a teaspoon of sugar. <coughs> I'm going to add it directly into my yeast. Just making sure that it's sugar and not salt. If you add salt to your yeast, you're going to kill it. So I wanted to make sure, since we are going to use salt for this recipe, <clears throat> I wanted to make sure I'm going to add, so I've added the sugar into the yeast and now I'm going to add in the water. And stir it all up. You don't have to completely dissolve it. Just give it a good stir. You want to distribute the sugar. Okay. Now, I'm going to set this aside. We're going to let it soften. I'm going to set the timer... Should be ready in about 15 minutes or 20. Okay, set the timer for 20 minutes. Now, um, so that was 100 yeast and one heaping teaspoon of sugar and one glass of uh, warm water. Okay, now, <clears throat> the next thing you're going to do... And I didn't give you all the ingredients. I did leave some out, but there's a reason. You'll see. I need your most powerful uh, Vitamix food processor. I'm using the bullet, okay? So I have in the bullet, I've already added in the container, 
uh, two, two and a half heaping teaspoons of sugar. And I've got some flour on the side. Give me a second. I want to open up the bag. Of course, I'm the one who closed it, and now I can't open it. I have to be careful. Okay, there we go. All right. Uh, I think it's okay here. Yeah. Okay. So I'm just grabbing a regular tablespoon. Whoops. And I'm just going to pick up a heaping tablespoon of flour and put it into my sugar in the container of the, of the bullet where I have the sugar. And I'm going to add one more. So two really heaping tablespoons. Okay. That's it for the flour. And now we're going to open up the mastica hue, the mastic, the gumdrops. Today my cameraman was chewing on it. We had an open package and he was chewing on it for a while. And it's really good for your um, stomach, like I said. But it gives desserts a beautiful taste. So I'm going to add that in. Okay. Okay. Now, in the meantime... I'm going to turn my mixer to low, my stand mixer, and I'm going to uh, beat the butter, just the butter alone. Okay, so let that beat. We're going to take this and we're going to pulse it. When I say this, I mean the sugar flour and mastic oh i don't have a plug there oh no, i do okay so i've told you guys with the bullet makes a lot of noise with the bullet you can only pause for 10 seconds and you've got to stop so one two three four five six seven eight nine ten pick up the container and shake it as if you're making a drink. And pulse again for another 10 seconds. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And again, shake, shake, shake. Shake it all, mix it all up, and pulse again. Oh, what happened? Um, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay, we've done it three times. Is that enough? Well, I'm going to check on it. I'm going to open up the container. And I'm going to stick my hands inside. And I'm going to feel if there's any gumdrops that haven't okay for the most part 
it's paused, but there's a few tiny, tiny pieces. So I'm going to give it two more pulses. One for 10 seconds, stop, shake, and another for 10 seconds. Let's go. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And again, shake, 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 and the last pulse. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay, that's good enough. Now, while we're, when we're going to be kneading our bread, if I feel any big pieces, I'm just going to throw them out. Okay, it's not, like, it's not a big deal. So I'm going to put the bullet aside. Okay, and until our yeast is ready and our butter is beating, let's go over here where I have some more ingredients. So I'm at my dining room table now. In our kitchen, the mixer is beating, the yeast is softening where I use up. Which way? I'm here, here. Oh, I'm there, okay. I don't know which way you want, which, which way to look. I have a huge basin. When I mean huge, it's one of these, maybe laundry basins where you wash Maybe you want to hand wash a blouse or something. It's huge. Okay? You need a huge basin for this. This is why this is done by hand and not in a mixer. This traditional recipe is huge. Okay? So what I have here, right here, I have a bowl where I've measured out five pounds so two and a half kilograms, five pounds of all-purpose flour. And I'm just going to put it all in the basin. That's it. Okay, I'm just tapping the bowl to get all the flour out. Now, your start is five pounds. I have another bowl here with one pound in it. I may need five, I may need six pounds. So I have an extra bowl that I've measured out one pound. I have here a teaspoon, a level teaspoon of sea salt. I weighed it for you guys. It's six grams. Is this the salt? No. Oops. This is the salt. Okay. So six grams of salt. Add it to your uh, flour in the big basin. Right? Now, this ingredient, this is called machlepi. It's a Middle Eastern spice. It comes from the cherry pit. It's the most beautiful smelling thing ever. I grew up with this smell. And this is something uh, that they use in Middle Eastern cooking. But we use it in Greek sweets. We use it a lot. And it's called machlepi. Um, I will write it in the description box. I have read up on it on the internet. So it isn't something that, now the, I think the Arabs don't, don't say machlepi. I think they say malepi, but I'm not sure about that. Don't quote me on it. Anyways, this is 
Two heaping teaspoons is 14 grams. Again, this is something you can find at Middle Eastern shops or any Greek bakery. Add the machlepi right into your flour. Okay? All right. Okay. Let's go back to the kitchen. butter for a while. And now I've got the sugar. 715 grams. I'm using uh, organic. Doesn't matter what you use. I've even made these with coconut sugar. I have made Judeca with coconut sugar. It can be done. <coughs> Pour this in. Actually, I'm going to spill it that way. Hold on. Stop the mixer. Add the sugar into the butter. Okay. That's it. Okay, and now we're going to beat this on medium, medium, I would say, for five minutes. And we'll come back. Okay, so our butter and sugar has been beating for five minutes. Now we need to add in our eggs one at a time. And we have 10 eggs. I'm just going to turn it up a bit and I'm going to talk louder. So I've added in one egg. Two. Three, four, five. So we creamed our butter and sugar. Now we're adding in the eggs one at a time. Six. Seven, eight, nine, and ten. Okay, let's get the egg off my hands. Okay, stop the mixer. And I'm going to add in, so the 20 minutes while we've been waiting for our yeast, we're doing the rest of the mixture. I'm going to add in my orange rind into my butter, eggs, and sugar. Okay. And start the mixer again. In the meanwhile, we're not sitting, we have things to do. So 
So let's go over to the big basin in the dining room. So remember in the big basin I have five pounds of whole purpose flour, six grams of salt and 14 grams of machlepi. So I'm just gonna mix it all up. I just have a spoon, just a regular tablespoon and I'm just mixing it all up, just stirring it so that we can distribute it everywhere. Okay, and beside me, I have the bullet where we added the sugar, mastic and flour. So now I'm gonna add that in here. And so far so good, it looks like it's all ground really nice. I don't feel any pieces, but if I missed one, it's okay, when I'm kneading this, we will find it. Okay, let's give this another mix. Now with the, the couple of tablespoons of sugar, a little bit of flour, and the mastic and the machlepi, and the salt. Now I'm just pushing the flour to the sides, kind of making a well in the middle, okay? Let's go back to the kitchen. <clears throat> and I'm gonna add into our mixer our final ingredient, which is the milk. 705 grams of milk. Okay. And there's our timer for the yeast. So I'm gonna give this a mix. For the sighted people, it's all puffed up. The yeast is all puffed up and and fizzy and blah blah blah. So pour it right into the middle of your mixture of your flour. Use your hands to push it all out of the bowl. I hope I haven't forgotten anything. I don't think so. Okay, now all we need to do is get our mixture from the kitchen and bring it here. So. Okay. We're gonna stop the mixer. Let me get whatever's off the paddle. I was using the paddle attachment, by the way. You know, if you're into stand mixers and you know what I'm doing, paddle mixture. Don't worry if everything hasn't dissolved, like the, if the sugar hasn't completely dissolved. It's nice if it has, <coughs> pardon me, but don't worry about if it hasn't. Beat this for a while, okay? I'm a little rushed because 
somebody's tired <laughs> and I'm a little rushed, so I'm trying to do things quickly. Um, it isn't a recipe you should rush, but I have enough experience to do this. Okay, now I need to remove my bracelet and my rings. Okay, I need to wipe my hands because they need to be dry. <sighs> okay, let's take this with us. It's nice and cold. And let's go over to the dining room table again. Okay, before I start this stage, I have a chair in front of me, and on the chair, I've placed a bath towel. The reason being is that I'm actually going to put this big basin on this chair when I start kneading. I forgot my timer. Hold on a sec. Okay, got the timer. Now, I'm going to sit on another chair. And I'm going to have that chair in front of me, and I'm going to knead. Not yet, though. But because this is for Easter, I'm going to cover my head with a head covering. Because when Orthodox Christians pray, when women pray, they have to have their heads covered. I don't care if you don't understand that. And I don't care if you don't agree with it. It's our tradition, our religion. And all I expect, whether you agree or disagree, is just to respect it. When we pray, we cover our heads as women. Okay? Just like the mother of God always had her head covered. She's an example for us, the Virgin Mary. So I cover my head when I pray, because while I'm kneading, I'm going to be praying, because I'm going to be kneading this for an hour by hand. So now I'm going to pick up the big mixer bowl, and I'm going to add my sugar, butter, egg, milk mixture right into my flour. And I'm sure there's stuff in here, so I'm going to stick my hand in the bowl, and I'm going to push it all out. And there's a lot of butter and sugar. Yeah, and that's me flicking my hands and it's falling off my hands. I've been making this for years. I've never gotten a complaint. I've been told I've gotten a lot of compliments, but most of all, my family loves it. <clears throat> and I love it. And that's the most important thing. Now, if my neighbors get some and they like it, if my friends get some and they like it, I usually send some off to Victor and my goddaughter and a few people, a few friends. 
Sometimes in the past, I've made a double dose of this. Yes, exactly what I'm doing times two, where I've given even like something I gave out like 20 breads. I only did that a couple of times, but I did it. <laughs> Usually I do one dose, but sorry, I'm just scraping whatever's in the bowl. I flicked too much. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to worry about the rest. I will get it later. All right, now, guys. This is the fun part. Stick your hands in the bowl and start mixing all of this up. Your yeast mixture, your sugar mixture with your flour mixture. You're going to mix this. And you may need more flour. <clears throat> need a little bit of room. Um, you may need more flour. This is one of these traditional recipes that when you're mixing it, <laughs> you may have to add more flour. You may have to add more liquid. Depends. With experience, this comes. You need a soft dough that isn't, it, it, that isn't too sticky. So mix and fold and incorporate all the flour. Now I have to tell you, just for the sake of talking, <laughs> scrape the, the sides as well. <clears throat> now, when I used to make this with non-organic flour, the five pounds of flour, nine out of the 10 times was enough. Ever since I started using organic flour, sometimes I need to use more than often, I need to use more than the five pounds, which that just tells me that the organic flour absorbs liquids differently. Okay, right now it's a really sticky mess. So if I lift up my hand, there's a whole bunch of, <laughs> I don't know, it's delicious stuff, but what should we call it in this stage? We'll call it guck, right? So I'm folding and scraping and folding and scraping and mixing with my hand. And it is starting to come together, but not quite. <clears throat> Now, pardon me, I could put you guys on hold right now until this is ready. But the thing is, because this is such a traditional recipe, I kind of want you to see how I'm going to determine um, when it's ready. So I've just uncovered the other pound of flour that I have on the side, just in case I need it, which I'm pretty sure I will. I'm going to stick both hands in now. Okay, because now I can fold the dough. It's a little bit more, it's not as liquidy and I can actually fold it over and knead it better and mix it better. Okay. So right now it feels like, smells absolutely wonderful, but it feels like, I don't know, what does it feel like? It doesn't even feel like plasticine, maybe a kind of a, Plaster scene? I don't know. 
but I can also feel pockets of dry flour. So as I'm folding and mixing, but it's starting to get better. So now at this point, it's good if you have a person next to you, which I don't. Mom has gotten old and she can't really help me anymore. Well, she can still do some things, but you know, it's getting to that point where she can only help so much. So it's already starting to come into a ball. I don't know if the cameraman can show you. Then now it's not a liquid state. It's a very soft. I can bring it all to one side of the bowl, for example. Okay. Now. I need to get this off my hands because I need to grab a little bit of flour. So this is the bad part if you don't have help. Because <clears throat> now i got to get all this off my hands. But I'm just going to stick my yucky hand into the bowl of flour. And I'm going to grab from the one pound. I'm going to grab as much as my hand, full, my hand can uh, get. I'm going to, I sprinkled it all over and on my hands to get most of the sticky stuff off my hands. I didn't get it all. And I'm gonna grab one more handful, as much as my hand can grab, like a, a fist full, like I close my fist, and I'm gonna rub it on my hands to get everything off my hands, but over the bowl, right? You want all this flour falling into your mixture. Okay, now, Fold it and knead it. You want the, the mixture to drink up this flour. This is still, it's way too sticky. It's way too soft. It can't be this, this way. You need to get, I'll show you. <laughs> and I'm sweating already, yes. But we're almost there. So if you don't have strong arms, this recipe is not for you. But what you could do is you could cut the recipe in half and use your dough hook. And if you have a big mixer, like I have a seven quart. So if I were to cut this in half, this mixture, I probably could do it in my stand mixer without doing it by hand. But I am going to do it the traditional way because... This will not fit in my stand mixer. So I'm going to grab some more flour. It needs it. Another handful. And knead this in. You want to get it to the state that it's a little sticky, but not sticking to your hands. But when you knead it from the warmth of your hands... You'll feel like it's sticking a little bit. That's why you're going to have a pad of butter next to you. So when you get that desired texture and you start kneading, <clears throat> you have some butter. 
And this is gonna need more, so I'm gonna add in another handful. So look, it looks like I am gonna use the whole pound. So, like I said, five or six pounds, it looks like I am gonna use the six pounds. Okay, but it's getting there, guys. Because now it's easier for me to get off my hands. Not as easy as I would like, but it's easier. So now I'm folding and mushing. Folding and mushing. I need for it to drink up all this flour. So I can see if it needs more. Which I'm pretty sure it does from my experience. But, I, you know, I'm just saying. And I'm blabbing away. Because now you guys are keeping me company. And don't worry, you're not going to watch me knead this for the one hour. I'm going to put you guys up all. <laughs> okay, I'm going to grab another handful of flour. There's only about maybe two or three handfuls left, but hey. <clears throat> okay, actually... I'm going to grab one more handful. So guys, honestly, almost six pounds. And we may end up using the whole six pounds. Because <coughs> I was able to get most of it off my hands now. Which means is we're getting close. So I'm going to grab another handful. Sprinkle it on top and knead it. And incorporate it in and see if we need more. We may need a little bit more. We may not now. We'll see. <clears throat> now, when I start my prayers, when I start kneading for the one hour, I am going to put you guys on hold. And we will come back after the hour so I can show you how to prepare it for overnight. This is going to sit in your basin overnight. So depending on what time I get done, let's say I get done at midnight. I'm going to wake up at 7 in the morning. I'm going to have a quick coffee. And at 8 o'clock, I'm going to knead this again for another hour. Yes, I know. Sounds like a lot of work. But it is worth it. And it keeps traditions alive. And I'm honored that I'm making my mom's recipe, who probably got it from her grandmother. And I'm honored... That in this modern day, I'm still doing something by hand. Because now with technology and computers and everything, don't get me wrong. Technology has helped me a lot. Especially with me with my blindness. But for some things, tradition is amazing. So, it's still a little bit sticky. So I'm going to grab one more handful. And I think it might be the last one. We'll see. Yes, you can see that I'm out of breath because I'm also talking to you guys while I'm doing this, right? I'm trying to put my muscle power, but I'm trying to talk to you guys because then it would be boring. And I'm also trying to do my job. 
Now it's a ball of dough. I can actually flip the whole thing. So I'm kneading the flour in. I want this to incorporate all the, pl the flour pockets, I feel, so I can see if it needs more. And when you're going to be kneading this for the one hour, whoever dares to try this, because I don't know if anybody, <laughs> if anybody will dare, but you never know, right? I'm just scraping the sides of the bowl because I want to take a break from kneading. <clears throat> when you knead, you pick up the dough, fold it onto itself, and punch down with all, you know, with your knuckles. Punch, punch, alternate, left hand, right hand, left hand, right hand, as if you're, as if you're boxing. And then turn your bowl uh, halfway, or a quarter of the way, sorry, fold again, and do the same thing. Okay, so now this is quite sticky. I can tell you right now it needs more flour. So I needed my six pounds. I'm going to grab another handful, add it in, and I think we'll probably be good to go. Now, like I said, when I start the one hour, I'm gonna be doing this over and over again. Folding the dough, kneading. Punching, kneading, punching, 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 left, right. Folding dough, turning a quarter of the way. Folding dough again. And kneading, kneading, kneading. So I took my six pounds practically. I think there's maybe a tablespoon left in my bowl. And we're good to go. So at this point, guys... I need to start my prayers. I need to set my timer. So, this is what I'm going to do. Watch. And I'm going to repeat the one hour of kneading in the morning. You'll see. I'm just getting everything off my hands. Okay, I'm gonna put the big basin on the chair that has a towel on it. And I'm gonna grab the other chair. Ow. Okay, I'm gonna grab the other chair. I'm gonna sit down. Uh, I'm gonna bring the two. So the seats of the two chairs are touching. My legs are open, I'm wearing a skirt, but you can't see anything. <laughs> I've got my head covering on. I'm going to set my timer for one hour. One hour. And I'm gonna need this for one hour the way I described to you before. Folding, turning, uh, punching left and right. <coughs> I have a pat of butter next to me. If it gets too sticky and I don't wanna add more flour, I will use the pat of butter. So now I'm gonna start my prayers and I will see you after the one hour. So, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Oh. Amen. <sighs> Glory to thee, O Lord. Glory to thee. O heavenly King, comforter, the Spirit of truth, who art everywhere and fillest all things. O treasury of every good and bestower of life, come and dwell in us. And cleanse us of every stain. O good one. 
Holy God, holy, mighty, holy, immortal, have mercy on us. Holy God, holy, mighty, holy, immortal, have mercy on us. Holy God, holy, mighty, holy, immortal, have mercy on us. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, both now and ever and on to the ages of ages. Amen. All Holy Trinity, have mercy on us. Lord, be gracious unto our sins. Master, pardon our iniquities. Holy One, visit and heal our infirmities for thy name's sake. Lord, have mercy, Lord, have mercy, Lord, have mercy. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, both now and ever and unto the ages of ages. Amen. Our Father, which art in the heavens, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Hey guys, so I've been at this for approximately an hour. I think I've got about a minute and a half on my timer. But I want to show you. So I have a pat of butter next to me. So you just pinch off a piece. Don't worry about how big it is or how small. Smaller than an olive. Rub all over the tops of your hands, your knuckles and your fingers at the top. Both hands. Because this dough has to be soft. And a little sticky, a little. And I'll show you what I mean. So I've got buttered hands so that I can work the dough. And I've been at this for an hour while, see, I've got one minute left. While I was praying, <clears throat> and I actually had my husband stand next to me and read the small compliant. <clears throat> and I did some prayers too. And I'm folding and pushing and pulling and folding and turning. The dough, you should be able to pick it up with your hands like I am right now. It's a huge, huge ball. I don't know, like a basketball, right? Mm -hmm. Looks like a basketball. Big, bigger than a basketball. Bigger than a basketball, maybe. Okay, it's a little sticky. So what I mean by a little sticky, when I go like this, a few little crumbs. When I pinch at it, a few little crumbs stick on my hands, very little. Uh, when I say crumbs, I mean literally crumbs. That's why you have the pat of butter. You have the pat of butter to help when it's sticking to your hands. Because from your body heat, and I'm just going to turn off the timer because it's been an hour. So from your body heat, this is a sticky look. I'm pulling it. It's elasticy. It's soft, but it's a little sticky. But when I grab with my whole hand, eh, a, a, a pea-sized piece stuck to my hand. So it has to be a little sticky. So soft, sticky, and elasticy. Now, I'm going to flatten it in the bowl. Flatten it. Flatten it. I'm just flattening it. Okay, and finish off my last bit of my prayer through the prayers of our Holy Fathers, Lord Jesus Christ, our God. Have mercy on us. Amen. Bless it in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I have a towel on the chair, as I said before the, we went off camera. This is for the chair not to get dirty, but it's also for the uh, yeast mixture to be warm. So I've got a bed sheet. Hold on a sec. Uh, so I've got a clean bed sheet and these bed sheets I actually have just for this purpose okay you're going to 
Cover the bowl with your bed sheet. Make sure it's covered all around, okay? And then on top of that, you're going to put a big, I have bath sheets, so they're huge bath towels. I have it folded in two, or you can put two towels, one or two towels on top. And you're covering the sides, not fully, but you know. And now you're gonna let this sit for eight hours. Your pad of butter, just fold it up. I have it on the, the, the packaging it comes on and just leave it on your table. Butter doesn't go bad for one night. Not even sometimes, not even two nights. Leave it on the table, you're gonna need it in the morning. So guys, this needs to rise. I need to go to bed so I can wake up, have a coffee, come greet you guys and do this again for an hour. So see you in the morning. Good night. Good morning, everybody. I hope everybody has a wonderful day. Well, I don't know when you're watching this, but it's morning for me. So I went to bed last night. I hardly cleaned up because obviously it was you know way past midnight i needed to rest a little bit rest my arms um so i woke up early this morning to have a quick coffee and our dough has been sitting for eight hours now for those who are sighted you can probably already see my dough is covered but it's become a big bubble over the bowl. So the, the, to the towel has lifted. So I'm gonna remove, I'm gonna remove the towel. I'm gonna knead it again, the towel, but let's just put it aside now, okay? And I'm gonna remove the bed sheet, the big bed sheet. <clears throat> And put that aside. Now, if you can see the dough has risen all the way to the top, it's even overflowing. It's hanging out of the, um, out of the edge of the basin. Okay. So I have my big pad of butter and I have my timer next to me. I'm going to sit down because my legs, I can't take it doing it standing up. So I have the two chairs, right? I'm sitting on the one chair and my basin, my big basin with my dough is on the other chair. So I'm gonna set my timer for an hour. One hour. And I'm gonna press start. Okay, now I'm gonna punch down the dough. So your hand goes all the way in. I punch down, punch down, and it feels really warm and it feels like what can I tell you? Sticky sort of mud, sort of. And I'm gonna knead this. See, I'm punching it all down, I'm turning it. The top becomes a little crusty, but once you punch it down, now this is really, it's really hot here. It feels like it's been in, um, almost like as if it's been in a warm oven. And that's just from the yeast working. Okay, so I've punched it down, but it's a little sticky. But as you can see, so sticky. So 
if I put the palm on my hand and press down, it's sticky. You can, it sticks to your hands. But when I pull my hand out, nothing's on my hands, maybe a crumb. So I'm going to take a little bit of butter now. I have the pat of butter. It was sitting on my, I'm going to rub the tops of my hands, just like I did last night. I'm going to rub the tops of my hands with a little bit of butter, my knuckles and my, all the tops of my hands, and I'm going to start kneading. And I'm going to do this for an hour while I do my prayers like before, but now we're doing our morning prayers and we'll be back in an hour to show you the next steps. See you then. Okay guys, so I finished kneading for the one hour while doing my prayers. And now I have transferred the chair with the big basin. It's covered with a bed sheet. I've transferred it to the kitchen. I've gotten mom to butter some pans. You need to grease pans really, really well. Now, this amount of dough, I, I can pick it up, okay? I can pick up the whole thing, but this is way too much to put on the scale. So I know, depending on what you wanna do, you wanna do 500 gram breads, you wanna do 900 gram breads, it's up to you. I am going to do both. So I pick up a piece of dough and I'm going to weigh it. Hello. <laughs> it's ready. It's ready. So I'm going to put the piece of dough on the plate. 608 So this one is 608. So let's say I want a 900. I'm going to pinch off another piece of dough. I'm going to stick it onto the ball of dough. She said zero grams, so now it's ready for me to weigh again. So I'm gonna put the piece of dough back on. 746 grams. Okay, that's 746, I still need more, so I'm gonna pinch off another piece. Pick up the ball of dough from the scale, add the, the part that I pinched off. She said zero grams, so I'm gonna put the dough back on. Eight fifty-seven. I'm gonna pinch off a little bit more. I'm gonna pinch off another piece. Now I'm not even picking up the dough. I'm just adding pieces on top. Eight eighty-eight. Okay. So this says 901, just to be sure now, I've got a whole bunch of little pieces. I'm gonna put it on my counter, knead it, just a few times so we can get the dough, uh, all those little pieces to incorporate into the main ball of dough that we had. And now I'm gonna reweigh it. Yeah, so it's 898. We're not gonna get picky about two grams. So. I'm gonna do this with all my dough. I might do three breads of 900 grams, I might do four of 500 grams, we'll see. I'm gonna sit and weigh all these balls of doughs and I'm just gonna put them aside, like this, on my counter. And you can cover them if you wish, because by the time you do all this, you don't want them to get all crusty. If it does get a little crusty, you forgot, forget to cover them, and it gets a little crusty, don't worry, just knead it. Knead it and all the, uh, Little crustiness will go away. So we'll be back after I finish weighing all of these to show you how I'm gonna shape the breads. Hi guys. So I've weighed everything and we've decided on what sizes we want. 
So I'll just show you, because my kitchen is small. I have them here. I have my balls of dough. So these ones in the front are huge. They're 900, 900, and 900. So three 900 grams of dough. And then I've got one, two, three grams, uh, three balls of 500 grams each. Okay, and I've got another two 500 grams here on my other counter. So in all... One, two, three, four, five, six. I've got seven balls of dough because that's what we decided. We decided that we want three big ones and five little ones. So shaping the dough. There's three shapes that you can do. And mom is greasing the pans. So I'm going to do one for you guys. You kind of put it on your counter. You kind of make it into a log. And then you start rolling the dough while pulling your hands to the left and to the right. So roll and pull out. Roll and pull out. Now, because this has yeast in it, it is going to, um, as it expands, it, it, it's gonna, I don't know how, 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 I can't remember the word now. Uh, so you make it long and then it becomes short because the yeast, it's, it's puffing up, okay? But it doesn't matter. So I've made a long log, probably, about 30 centimeters. You're going to pick up the one end, bring it to the other end, and put the one end on top of the other. Okay? So now it looks like a funny-shaped teardrop with the two ends on top of each other. Pick up the fat part where the teardrop is and turn it once. And maybe I didn't make it long enough. Yeah, that's okay. Hold on. Mama. Okay, we're going to make it a little bit longer. Hold on, I'm going to make it a ball again. So this is the good thing. If you don't get the shape right the first time, just do it again. So I'm kneading it, making it into a ball again. Now I'm going to shape it into a... You need to get the microtopsy. I'm going to shape it into um, the log and I'm going to start expanding it again by rolling from the middle and stretching it. Rolling and stretching into a huge, huge log. A long log. Okay, seems like it's long enough now. Now we're going to put the one edge over the other, the teardrop, and we're going to turn the teardrop from the fat part, pick it up, and twist it twice. Mommy, first look up, see? And I have a loaf pan here. It's buttered. I'm going to place it in the middle of the loaf pan. I'm going to pinch the edges where we put the two ends together. So it's a twist, Okay. That's our one shape. Don't worry if it doesn't fill up the whole pan. We're going to let these rise for an hour. Mommy, take it. Okay. That's the one shape. I'm going to grab another ball of dough. Now, these are my 500 grams of ball of doughs. <coughs> the other <coughs> nice one you can do is what we call a snail. So, again, I've kneaded the ball of dough. I'm going to make it into... Shape it into a log, a fat, fat log, and I'm going to start rolling it out until I have a nice long lo uh, uh, log. Sorry, you know, this has needs um, power. <laughs> so while I'm talking, and sometimes you may have to redo it because I'll tell you why. So mine right now, it's thick in some parts, thin in other parts. So I'm trying to even it out. If I can't 
for whatever reason, I'm going to redo it. I'm going to pick it up, put it into a ball and redo it. Now, my mom is even better at this than I am. Yes, I told her not to embarrass me on camera. Now, you're going to pick up your edge, turn it just on itself. Turn it. And then you're going to pick up your log, your rope, and you're going to go around, around, all around that little part that you folded. And then you've got a snail. So you're going to put it, I'm putting it in a round pan. So that's our two shapes. There is a third shape. Should I do it for you guys? Maybe I will. Hold on. I'll do the third shape for you guys. I grabbed another 500 piece of dough. What you do with this one, I'm going to show you approximately. You separate, what I would do is I would use my scale. You separate the dough into three pieces. See, that one's small. Mommy, ya quita doy en la cara mi aplexuda. I think afto en el puli micro. Toda la mi brazo cigarrilla, la palo cigarrilla. How is that? All right. This one still seems a little bit smaller. Okay, that's good. Right? Still seems smaller, this one. That's good, don't worry. I still think it's smaller. Okay, so you separate your 500 grams into three balls. If you have the time and you want to, you're going to um, weigh them. So you're going to open up all three balls into logs, long logs. The way I showed you before, you're going <clears> to, <throat> from the middle, stretch out. You do one log, set it to the side. Take the next ball of dough, roll it out. Now try to make them approximately the same size. And you can put it up right next to each other and measure it. So it's easy to get these the same size. Okay, so that's two logs. Okay, get the third bowl. Okay, we've got three logs, just like a, a girl's braids. Take the three ed edges and put them on top of each other and braid your bread just like you would a girl's hair. You're going to braid, braid. Now, my two logs are a little bit longer. That's okay. Okay. Now, you've got a braid. Pinch the edges where you attached at the top and the edges at the bottom, tuck them underneath. Lift it up carefully, mommy. And, oh, and put it in your pan. So this is a full braid. So one is a twisted rope, one is a braid, and one is a snail. Those are our three shapes. There might be some more, but those are the three we do. So we've already done three um, on camera. Now I'm gonna go off camera and do the other five. And you're gonna put them in your buttered pans, cover them, and let them sit there for an hour. And we'll come back for the next step. Okay, 
right, guys. So we shaped all our breads. We put them in our greased uh, pans. And they're covered on our dining room table with a big bed sheet. I'm going to preheat my oven. So I'm going to preheat to... Whoops, that's quick bake. Sorry, no. 350. Is that Okay. No. Yeah. Oh, and I got this. 350. Okay. Yeah, 350. So our oven's preheating. And I want to show you. We're going to bake in the middle rack. Okay? In the middle of the oven. But underneath, I have a huge roasting pan. One of these black roasters. And it's full of water. About an inch from the top. That's a... Uh, resting on my oven floor you need you may need to fill that while baking maybe one time if you have the huge roasters if you're using a little roaster you might have to fill it two three times the steam of the water coming up as our breads bake are going to make them soft and shiny and moist and beautiful okay so while our oven is preheating that water is going to get hot and when we bake our breads, all the steam is going to be coming up. So, I have a bowl here. I gotta go this way, then. I have a bowl here, mommy. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'll tell you in a second. I have two eggs in my hands. You might need more, but we're gonna start off with two eggs. In your bowl, this is for the topping. You need two egg yolks. So I'm separating the eggs, and I've. You can go to tips, tricks, and how tos and see how to separate eggs. Okay. I need just the egg yolks. The whites, save them for another use or throw them out, do whatever you want. Okay? So that's one egg yolk. And we're going to separate one more. So I'm just separating the egg. I'm flipping from one eggshell to another to get rid of all the egg whites. And like I said, I'm not going to go into detail because you can go watch tips, tricks, and how-tos. Find the video that says egg, how to separate eggs and you'll do it. Mami, hello, vio cutalias nero. In the two egg yolks, let me grab a tablespoon. Mami, vio tetia nero. So I've given my mom a, a measuring spoon, a tablespoon. And she's going to pour... Uh, two, yeah, two, uh, tablespoons of water into my egg yolks. In the after yeah, fire. because you, it fell in. That's fine. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Beat this with the water and the egg yolks. Dissolve the egg yolks. Beat it. Just water and egg yolks. While our oven is preheating, we're doing this. <clears throat> now. I'm trying to go quick so I don't bore you guys. Should be good, Zaf. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, now. I have sesame seeds. Here, I have the egg yolks with the water, and I have a basting brush. So come this way. 
Help me, mommy. Go, go up a key. Uncover. So I want to show you, these are all our breads that have risen, okay? They've been sitting here for an hour. We have two long pans, we have a few round pans, and we have a few of the regular uh, size loaf pans that you make bread, the 9 by 5 The long ones are like the ones where you make the baguettes, okay? So, hold this. Mommy, cover those ones. I'm gonna take these two long silver pans, cover the rest, and then bring them here to my counter. Now, you can top your breads, you baste them with your egg wash, and then you can top with either sesame seeds, not extreme. Sesame seeds here and there because the egg wash is going to give them a nice mahogany color. That's kind of a dark brown color. And or with sliced almonds. I do make both, but this year I decided to do just sesame seeds. So you could take um, finely sliced up almonds and baste, uh, put them on top of your egg wash. Okay? So either almonds or uh, sesame seeds. The other thing I want to mention to you guys these breads are usually decorated with painted red easter eggs eggs so we boil up eggs we paint them okay and you can put them before the one hour rise you would put them either in the middle of the bread stick an egg in so that just the quarter of the egg is showing at the top or at the corner whatever you want whatever thing and you can bake them with the eggs in them or when they come out of the oven, you can wait for them to cool down a little bit and stick a red egg in the middle again or on the corner, wherever you want for decor. I'm not gonna add the red eggs this year because I'm gonna freeze them, okay? So pick up your basting brush, okay? And I'm gonna have mom do this, but I'm gonna do one for you. And gently, gently, because you don't want it to deflate. You don't want this to deflate and baste all the bread, all the top, all the top, baste, baste, baste. Feel with your fingers. I can feel with my finger where I've basted. And I'm just getting the spots that I think I didn't baste enough, okay? You don't overdo it, okay? And then pick up sesame seeds and sprinkle them on top. Sprinkle them. Now, after basting, you might let them sit for another 10 minutes just in case they deflated a little bit. And then we're going to bake. The big pans, any dough that's 800 grams or more, you need about 50 minutes in the oven at 350 degrees Fahrenheit. Any ones that are 500 grams, you need 45 minutes in the oven. Okay? So, I'm going to wait for my oven to preheat. I'm going to baste my breads, sesame seed them, <laughs> sesame seed them, put sesame seeds on top, and I'm going to bake. Now, you can put two in the oven at a time. The big ones, these two long big pans, I'm going to put them both in the oven at the same time. 
The smaller pans that are 500 grams, I can even put three in at a time. So eight breads, if I put three, four, five, I could actually be done in maybe three hours. I'll be done because I'll bake all eight breads. I'll bake three, three, and two or something like that. Okay, so we'll be back when these are done so you can see the final result. And that's it, that's all. I need to base my breads, I need to add sesame seeds, and I need to bake them. See you in a bit. Hello, everybody. So our second day of making our Greek Easter tsureka. Said five minutes, right? Mm -hmm. I'm taking out, I have three in the oven. This is my last batch. When you open the oven door, move away because the steam from the water is gonna come out. I'm just gonna remove my two, I have a big one and two little ones. The little ones you need 45 minutes and the big ones you need 50 minutes. So I just took my two little ones out of the oven and we're gonna wait for the other big one to come out. So I have uh, wire racks on my counter, which I have my two big ones on one rack. I have two rectangular small ones on my other rack, and I have a third rectangular small one on another rack, and I have an empty rack. So I just took out the two round small ones. When I say small, they're the 500 grams. So you're just gonna flip it onto your counter. In my case, it's my stove now because there's no room on my counter. Okay, pick it up, be careful it's hot, and put it on your rack. There we go. Okay, and let's do the next one. And this is my last batch. So what I did is I baked three 500 gram ones in one batch, my two long 900 grams in one batch, so two of the big ones in one batch, three of the small ones in one batch, and I was left with one big one and two small ones. And that's the ones that I'm removing now. And I have the one big one left for the extra five minutes in the oven. Oh, hot, hot. Now, where can I fit this? Hold on a second. Let me see if I can move that there. Move that there. Now, you need to let these sit on your wire racks to cool completely. Does it fit? Uh, not really. Because I'm not going to have room for the big one. Ha, 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 ha. Mm, let me see. Maybe I could. So hold on a sec. I'm just trying to figure out how to turn these mm -hmm. to there. Let's put this one here. I could maybe get two now on here. Ah, oh, hot. All right, we fit them all on the wire racks. Just wanna... Sorry guys, give me a second. I'm just placing them the... properly. I'm trying to make them not touch each other. Okay, perfect. <coughs> I've got two minutes left. And I've got a lot of pans to wash. So in this two minutes that I'm waiting for the last one to come out, the water 
in the humongous roasting pan was enough for all these because I baked eight breads in three batches, as I said before. Two big ones in one batch, three little ones in one batch, and two little and one big in the third batch. Remember the little ones need 45 minutes, the big ones need 50 minutes. Um, these need to cool down completely. When they cool down completely, I'm gonna leave them on the wire racks on my counters for about four hours. And I'm actually gonna also open up my window so cool air can come in because up until now, I had all the windows closed on purpose because I had the breads rising. When your dough, one minute, when your dough is rising, you have to absolutely, the house has to be warm, okay? But now we have no more breads rising, we're on our last batch. Remember we said we, we let them rise for one hour, then we baste them, let them, let the first batch, the first two that you're gonna put in the oven, let them sit for 10, 15 minutes while your oven is preheating and then put them in the oven. While those are baking, make sure the other ones, you're basting them, putting the sesame seeds on and covering them. Those will actually be sitting around for two hours until your, you know, the first two come out, then you put your next three in. So those will be sitting for an hour until you put them in. And your last batch will be sitting for two hours until you put them in. Nothing will happen to them. They actually get nice and puffier. So hold on a sec. Five, four, three, Two, one. Okay, let's take the last one out, which is the big one, my last big one, which is a snail. All right. I'm gonna leave the roasting pan with the water in my... There we go, beautiful. I'm gonna leave it in because it's really hot. I'm gonna turn off my oven. And when that cools down, I'll, cools down, I'll remove it, wash it. Until then, I'll have washed all my pans and whatever else. Now, when these cool down completely, I'm going to leave them sitting here for about, I would say, three, four hours. I want to make sure they're completely cooled. At that point, you need to find clear plastic bags. I usually go to my bakery and I ask them for it. And they give them to me. Sometimes they charge me, sometimes they don't. The little ones, for example, you can put them in a plastic bag and you can tie the top to seal it. You gotta seal these in to, to keep them soft and fresh. You can put a pretty ribbon on it and tie it, put a little name tag on it if you wish or not. Maybe even a ribbon and a flower and you can send it off to a friend, a neighbor, a cousin, a relative, whatever. Or you can cool them down, put them in plastic bags and start eating them. However, if you have, if you make this dose, which is huge, you're not gonna eat nine breads in the next week. So no matter what, you're gonna freeze some, okay? Now we're not gonna eat any because we're about 10 days before Easter. So we're fasting. These, I'm getting ready, I'm getting them ready for Easter. So I'm going to let these cool down completely. I'm going to seal them really well in bags. While I'm talking to you, I'm gonna flip the last one out. 
Okay, this one, my mom didn't butter the pan really well, so it stuck a little bit, but that's okay. Not lost. All right, there we go. And I'm going to flip him right side. Of, oh, look at that. Isn't that beautiful? A nice, round, perfect, oh my God, loaf. Okay. Now, if you want to decorate with the red Easter eggs as Greeks do, you can't do it right now. They're way too hot. But let's say hmm, about an hour from now, you would pick up a red egg and you would find the middle of the bread, for example, this round one, the middle is here, and you would just push the egg in and leave about a quarter of it out of the egg, show out of the bread showing. <clears throat> like I said, I'm not going to do it this year because um, I am going to freeze these, okay? I'm actually, I am going to give some away, but I'm not going to be able to get them to the people that I want until maybe tomorrow or the next day, and I don't have any painted eggs right now, and it really doesn't matter. Um, but it makes the breads look even prettier with the red eggs. So this is our recipe, Tsurekya, very traditional version. As you can see, it's a two-day event. I started last night, mixed everything up, softened the yeast, poured it all into the basin, mixed it up. When I got the texture I wanted, I needed for an hour, went to bed, woke up, needed for another hour, separated the dough, made the shapes, let them rise for an hour, basted them with egg wash, added sesame seeds or almonds if you want, very finely sliced almonds. I do get them at Greek bakeries. They're, um, you can put almonds on top and then bake them. Don't forget the water at the bottom. It makes the egg wash shiny. It makes the eggs nice and fluffy and soft. They're absolutely delicious. Our house smells amazing. It is a two-day event. Now, there are recipes like this that you can do in your stand mix mixer and that you don't have to knead for an hour in the morning and an hour at night. You do have to let them rise. Even if you do them in a stand mixer, um, if you do them in a stand mixer, it's not going to be a dose that takes six pounds of flour. Okay, like look at how many breads I got. We calculated it out and it's over... Uh, over five kilograms of bread. Um, <clears throat> you're gonna get half this amount to do in a stand mixer, but half the amount, you're not gonna have to let them rise for eight hours. You might get away with three hours of rising, uh, depending on the recipe. And at some point we may do something more modern, maybe some stuffed tureka with chocolate or jam or whatever, or whatever. Or we may do one that's easier to do in the stand mixer, but I really wanted to show you guys the traditional one that we do every year. Time consuming, very tiring, but I can still handle it at 51 years old. I don't know if I'll still be doing this at 60. Who knows, right? There are some women who do this and they're in their 70s and 80s. Some people can't, I don't know. So that's our recipe now for Greeks on <coughs> as of Saturday night midnight so Easter Sunday so once midnight comes around it's Sunday right we sing and we chant at church Christos 
Amnesty. That means Christ has risen. And for 40 days after Easter, the way we greet each other, whether it be friends, neighbors, relatives, or church, or wherever, we greet, we don't say hello, we say Christos Anesti, and the person answers Alithos Anesti, which means truly he has risen. So you say Christ has risen, and the other person answers truly has he has risen. And right now, because it's not Easter yet, our well wish to somebody is Kali Anastasi, which actually translates to good rising. Okay, so glorious rising, that's going to happen in 10 days. So when I give these out to people, that's what I'm going to say to them. I'm going to say, have, you know, a wonderful Pascha, Kali Anastasi. And they will say, thank you, same to you, or, or they will answer, thank you, Kali Anastasi to you too. That's our recipe. That's our Zureka. I hope you enjoyed this recipe. Even if you don't make it, you saw something very Greek, very traditional. I love you guys as always. I hope you, I wish you could smell what we smell. But I hope you enjoyed all my stories and watching and my blabbing. I love you very, very much. See you in a couple of weeks. I am your host, Zoe Fiogos, with sincere love and gratitude. I thank you for watching Zoe's Blind Kitchen Corner.